the Film Club at UW podcast. Uh, I'm your new host, Harrison Hall, and with me I have Favors and Luke Wilhelm. They're Hello. both they're Hi. both waving towards the camera, just so you know. <laughs> the camera uh, that we have. The camera that we have. So today we're gonna talk about the 2023 film Nimona. Alright, let's talk about production of Nimona before we start. Uh, you guys know more about this film's production than I am, I think. Right. You guys have read the Wikipedia page, so you you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you guys can film it. What, what's going on at this point? Alright. So Nimona was a film in the development at Blue Sky Studios, who, uh, R.I.P., they, uh, yeah, they made Ice Age, they made, hey, Epic is good, and they made the Peanuts movie, okay, which, you're just listening banger after banger, yeah, banger after banger, Peanuts movie, you know, I've heard a lot of people reclaiming it recently as the first, like, 2D, 3D movie like not like did it come out before Captain Underpants or after <laughs> before Adam? but like it but like the spider verse wave some people say it starts with the peanuts movie actually Interesting. okay it's, that one also replicates the comic book the guy who directed movie. epic also directed robots Sorry. yeah they did that's robots a, a they did robots yeah. okay okay it's kind of rambling i kind of started talking about the peanuts movie <laughs> no, it relates back to Blue Sky Studios yeah. and eventually the development of Nimona. All right, so I th- we've we've decided that they did banger after banger. Yes. They were owned by 20th Century Fox, which was acquired by the Walt Disney <laughs> Corporation <laughs> in uh, 2019, and they got shut down in 2021 while Nimona was halfway through development. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, so Nimona was a movie that was killed by Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse himself. God, they just got money to burn, don't yeah. they? It's so stupid. And I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but that also happened around the time where Disney was getting outed for funding Ron DeSantis in Florida the for the film? Don't Say Gay Are you bill. Serious? Yes, I'm serious. That was a big Oh shit, I think you're right. So there's actually a lot of politics around Nimona being scrapped halfway through as their only film in development at the time. Like, is Disney trying to censor the gays? Yes. There you go. But there's nothing left. I don't think... Yeah. I don't think... Mm, didn't take a genius to figure that one out. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you set up the timeline perfectly. They would have looked really, really bad if they were funding a very pro-LGBT film at the time of, you know... Like, Ron DeSantis's amazing, amazing campaign. Yeah. So, the movie mysteriously got canceled around the time that they were giving all their money to Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. So, so Disney World could get tax breaks, which, I don't know... Should this be a political podcast? I mean, I'm talking about the development of Disney Ro- World oh, about wow. Ron DeSantis. Well, now that well, now wasn't that Florida suing Disney or is yeah, it, well, or yes, Disney yes. suing Florida? Florida is practically like a legal quagmire right now, and this could have all been. The point is, this could all have all been avoided if they just made the voter. <laughs> well, <laughs> Disney World has like the GDP of like a fairly large European nation. So, anyway, Florida has now shouldered the entire debt of Disney World. So the Peanuts movie. It's on the Peanuts so, okay. movie. No, no, no. I think um, if, we're, if we're going to, like, continue the talk of eventually the acquisition by Disney, uh, I think it's more important to just talk about who actually picked it up. 
Because yeah. you can praise Blue Sky because they did a lot of good movies. And then finally, when Disney picked it up and eventually canceled it and tried to believe it to die, you know, Annapurna Pictures, who I, I love Annapurna. They're also really good at games. Uh, in addition, uh, they collaborated with Netflix on a release. And they finished the picture. In like almost two years, which I think is pretty impressive for the stylized animation that it was. I usually expect project like projects like that to be like four years yeah. or something. Yeah, those take a long time. So very, very impressive. And apparently this was supposed to be Blue Sky's most complex film to date that they produced. But they didn't finish it. But they didn't finish it, so it <laughs> <Yeah>. was not. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of like if Wish, the upcoming movie Wish looked good. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Like, actually rendered. Like, they put it through Unreal Engine. It was like, okay, we're going to finish it. Yeah, so what happened was that Annapurna acquired Nimona. They got, like, the 50% of it that was already done and just built on top of that. With I think they had a change of directors. I'm not quite uh, sure about that. I'm not sure. I mean, they had two directors who were working on it, and they were pretty passionate about finishing it. Yeah. Uh, Troy, Troy Quain, and then Nick Bruno. But, I mean... It wasn't too hard to at least come up with a story because it's based on a graphic novel right. already. So they had an original screenplay to work off of, which is probably the hardest part, in my opinion. Yeah. Besides, of course, animating it. Anyway, just wanted to talk about that. So Nimona's just the little movie that could. We thought it was dead, but it fought through hell, came back. Now it's out, and... It's, it's all right. It's all right. It's pretty it's good. Right. It's all right. What'd you get? What'd you get? The world is a. I have yet to give it a star rating because okay. I didn't want to. I'm going to talk it through. The world's okay. a better place for the movie existing, I think. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, that's fine. That's a cop out answer, but sure. Yeah, I don't know. Don't give star ratings. Oh, yeah, I know you. <laughs> You've never given a star rating. I give it like four stars. I think it's definitely above average. And I think, Certainly. you know, it's not like it changes the entire landscape of animation. Right. But. I think it definitely has some themes and presentation that does not currently exist. I think it normalizes LGBT themes pretty well, especially for a kid's movie. And if you get into the later scene between Nimona and I think it was... Ballister, perhaps? Uh, well, I guess, like, the friendship is... Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, the, the friendship... It's like a plot twist. Uh, can I say her name? I mean... Well, I'll, I'll just say... How much of the movie do we want to spoil? <laughs> I mean, I think we'll spoil the entire movie. To anybody listening to this podcast... We've got to talk about it. To anybody listening to this podcast... Stop now. made it like 10 minutes in without watching Nimona, but they don't want to be spoiled on Nimona, just go home... Watch go on Netflix.com yep. and, you know, legally watch Nimona that way. Is there also the piratebay.org slot? No, we would never We would never tell you to do that. Give here. some more I'm, I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, okay. Breaking back up from what we were talking about, now that people have seen the movie, I will say, I think that the relationship, the relationship between Nimona and Glorith was actually pretty outstanding to see on screen. While the betrayal was quite sad to see. I think, like you said, with Ballister and Nimona, uh, the relationship between Ballister and Nimona was pretty amazing to see. Uh, there wasn't anything more to it than what was actually shown on screen. Uh, it was just two friends, which I think for some reason in a lot of shows and movies, if you have one friend, like one gay friend, they're always sexualized every single time. 
And this girl's like a thousand years old. So it's even weirder than that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I thought it was pretty cool. That's my spiel. Go ahead. They definitely deliver. They did. They actually really did. The this this young girl is one thousand years up. old. Bro. No, and no. They, but they did it good. They did it actually good. Like they just did it, and the movie's really good. Yes. Yeah. Um. Like I love the animation on the moon. I think she's like a really well realized character. Yeah, the shape shifting um, looked amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should I should I do a plot rundown now? Is yeah, go ahead. That's, All right. what I, that's what I like to do. So the movie opens with a Shrek esque fairy tale book once upon a time <laughs> which was invented by shrek and um so we learn about this world of monsters and knights and what have you class this, hierarchy <laughs> in this kingdom defended by its hero gloric who is a woman slay girl boss um <laughs> anyway so gloric diversity win yeah this war criminal is a woman. <laughs> yeah. Orith is the defender of the kingdom. She defends it from monsters, which are disgusting and violent, as we all know. As we all inherently. know. Inherently. And inherently. these beliefs will not be challenged by the rest of the movie. So, what she does after she defeats the big dragon in the storybook, scroll, whatever, mm-hmm. um, she erects a massive wall around the kingdom... Uh, to stop any monsters from coming in. What's the name of the city called? I don't remember. Either way, she well, she vanquishes the monsters, builds the city, yeah. and creates like this system where the descendants of all of the knights, or yeah. the order of knights that she founded, just continue to be all of their descendants continue to be inducted into this yeah. order and defenders of the peace and the public. But then this movie, the very first like thing that happens after the bachelor of this movie is. Uh, this this class hierarchy that was set up by the the cool person at the very beginning of this movie is immediately challenged because uh, the big thing happening in the ceremony inducting the first yeah hold on. Uh, so after after storybook opening we get introduced to a little boy named Ballister who is a commoner in the village. In the kingdom, yeah, we're we're barfing over here about commoners. We're, we're, we're here. yeah. So so go ahead. Commoners, we hate them. And he wants to be the first ever commoner knight. What a dream! He wants to grow up and vanquish all the monsters and kill them, cool, indiscriminately. And you know, this is delivered to us through like a newscast. Yeah, okay, so Nimona also takes place in like this in this like cyberpunk sort of medieval fantasy. It's, it's, it's that's cyberpunk like, twenty seven. It's, like, it's like Shrek where it's medieval yeah. as well, but you know, they got like they far far away yeah. with like they have movies. modern they got flying cars. They do. They they basically have everything except like, like that we do except for guns. Yeah. Which is a good world to have. But they have a they have a they have a fucking gigantic <laughs> gun you can conceal in your zorn. Yeah. So, Ballister, um, you know, through the news, we learn of him. And he's all grown up now, portrayed by Riz Ahmed. He's got he's, Riz for sure. He's got Riz. He's, he's got one of the Riz best. Ahmed Riz. I love Riz Ahmed. He's one of the best working right now. Watch Sound of Metal. That is a real film. <laughs> as, opposed, as opposed to this movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah. He's achieved his dream. And now he's going to get knighted at a ceremony. And before the ceremony, he has a meetup with Ambrosius, this tall blonde guy. His roommate. His, 
Yeah, his his roommate. They're very good friends. Very they hold each other's hands, say I love you, and kiss each other on the lips. And at the ceremony, Alistair is about to get knighted. Like the queen's like, yeah. you're, you're amazing, Alistair. You're an inspiration yeah. to everyone. The first ever commoner knight. This is incredible. Here, let me give you your sword. And then once Alistair picks up the sword, it shoots a laser and ices her. And she well, dies. His arm. Yeah. No, no. No, no his arm gets cut out. Yeah, no. Yeah. Right. His boyfriend. And then Ambrosius is like, what the? And then he pulls out his sword and cuts off Ballister's arm. Really intense thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Ballister is accused, henceforth, of being a murderer for regicide mm-hmm. of the queen. So yeah, did anybody have any thoughts about that opening sequence? Like, this is this is a thought I'll have going on throughout the movie. I like I like a lot of the setup. I like a lot, but I just wish it was slower. Like this had like this yeah. whole the whole queen getting shot and like thing happens like in the first four minutes. In the first four is it yeah four minutes like it's it's a very fast paced movie which is what it's going for. Yeah, and that's not that's not a discredit. That's not to discredit it in that way. But sometimes I wish they took a little bit more time. Yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say about that. I think the film obviously had a smaller runtime due to it being in development yeah. hell. You know, it, mm-hmm. it probably did not have that much budget left since. By the way, the credits for this movie are t- like twenty minutes long. Yeah, they're like twenty twenty five minutes long. Oh, I was like, worked on this. I thought that there was a lot of film left while I was watching it, and then it's like, oh, it's over. Well, I mean, th- this actually had a lot of hype around it. Mm-hmm. It got announced. Uh, I don't even know how many years ago. People were going crazy for it online. I was one of them. Um, I didn't even read the source material, but I follow a bunch of people who are really into animation, graphic novels, but mostly animation. Mm -hmm. And they knew that the source material had a lot of crazy mind-bending animation at work, specifically with Mm shape-shifting and the way that fights go about. So I'm going to attribute the runtime due to a crunch and then lack of finances eventually, just because the project got dropped. And then picked up, so they probably had to scrape some money together. So Netflix even put it on. In regards to just the opening scene, I'm okay with it. I don't really have a problem when people have to crunch together an introduction yeah. mm-hmm. just to make the, the rest of the story work. I think like the middle, eventually the climax is what's yeah. most important. And we have to remember that this is Netflix, so it yeah. is content, and it's got to hook you in real fast. Yeah. <laughs> like Otherwise, gotta, you'll go yeah. and turn it off and Otherwise, watch some you're, other you're content. Gonna get, like Subway Surfers. Maybe they have like an extension where you can just watch Subway Surfers while you're watching a movie. Good idea. It would make money. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I thought. Watching The Irishman with Subway Surfers. Yeah, that's how I get through it. After that, I'm not sure of the exact chronology, but there's like this cool, like flashy. Oh, it reminded me of like Army of Darkness, the <laughs> Evil Dead movie. Yeah, where you know Ballister has no arm, so he must construct a new one. Mm-hmm. And it was very similar to a sequence in Army of Darkness. Medieval, medieval. Where dead. yes, where Ash Williams is like, man, I'm in. 1200 BC right now. I gotta build an arm, and then he just, and, then, and, then and then he just he builds a robot arm. Yeah, and then he builds a robot arm. Now, in credit to Ash, he's not in cyberpunk medieval yeah. times. He's <laughs> so Ballister, It's a little bit easier for him. Yeah, because he's but, a... yeah. I guess it, like the flying car stuff before this totally flew over my head. So it quite it quite shocked me when he just had a robot arm. Because they're flying. That's how they. But go. yeah, that's pretty sick. And then we're introduced to Nimona herself. 
who is a mischievous trickster, shapeshifter. She's a terrorist. Yeah, she, she's, she's, a, she's, she's, she's an anarchist, a radical anarchist, anti-monarchist. Blue hair and pronouns. Yeah, red hair and pronouns. Anyway, and she's she's seeing the news, and she's quite excited to learn that Ballister is a murderer and a villain. Yeah, she's like, yo, someone else just wants to blow shit up? Please, please. Yeah. Say less. Mm -hmm. So She's written very tongue-in-cheek, and sometimes it rubs, like, a few times it rubbed against me, but it mostly works. Like, her character really? is... I have not have a problem with her. Yeah, no, 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 and for the most part, neither did I. I'm saying, like, the, like the writing, like, the, the very snappy writing dialogue uh, for her in this movie is, is good. I, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I, at first, I felt like she was kind of, like, a stock, like, children's movie supporting character that's like, what if somebody really cute was like said murder and like and then like her te yeah. teeth were really sharp you know kind of like a Kristen Shaw character like you know Luis and Bob's Burgers or yeah you know, I don't know there's a, mm, yeah but it's like a classic trope you know? yeah but but to the movies like it is that but to the movies credit I think it works because she's not a side character she's like she's yeah. like one of the main characters and they and they embellish her more to be more than that as the movie goes on so yeah like as like once you once once you like get into the movie like if you, like it's if it's rubbing up against you like if once you let the movie go a little bit longer it, it, yeah. you get used to it. It, it and I think that's really good. Um, and then Ballister immediately gets arrested again. Yeah, Ballister <laughs> has been arrested for being a murderer as not as again. Like he just goes back to where he was, which yeah. is in the ca castle or wherever. Yeah, and then Nimona comes to like hey well, if first, you let if well, you first the director is like hey really disappointed in you. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that thing that I definitely... Murder do. is bad. Murder is... <laughs> don't do it, kids. Don't, don't, yeah. Even if you're framed, don't do it. Anyway, I'm sending you to the electric chair. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. So, Nimona's here at the jail cell, mm -hmm. and it's like, hey, Ballister, I will break you out right now if you allow me to be your evil supervillain sidekick. And this is where the drama of the film is centered, is that Nimona wants to be the villain and she wants to be a terrorist yes but Ballister does not because he believes in the institution i, I can't i can't betray this you know I, yeah i trust the director yeah blindly <laughs> yeah he loves the institution it's his favorite thing and this is they yeah. say this multiple times <laughs> yeah he's he straight up says to the camera like no, we need to protect the institution. It's always right. Look, I got respect. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was probably the when he said that's probably the moment when I wrote in my notes. I know writers who use subtext, and they're all. Yeah, it's like I've been wrongfully framed for murder. The institution is always right. It's never been wrong. And he's like, okay. Anyway. Although I don't want to be a villain, I would much rather be free than incarcerated. So let's break out. Let's let's, let's turn into a whale and break out of here. So then, boom. They break out, and there's a really interesting animated like escape sequence here that eventually reveals to us that Nimona is a shapeshifter. She turns into all sorts of things, a rhino, a gorilla, a wolf. She morphs into these things. It's very smooth. Uh, a whale. A whale, yes, of course, <laughs> the whale. The whale. <laughs> she turns into the whale. Yeah. I was imagining that one frame from the whale. <laughs> Well, I thought the escape sequence is kind of sick. It is. She made a point, like, how many people can we kill as fast as yes. possible? How much property can we destroy? She is out 
for just messing things up. Yes. It's the only thing she wants, to be honest. She's yeah. like, wait, so I can be your sidekick and stuff, but like, can I also at the same time destroy every single facet of this world? Yes. And it's yeah. awesome. And they do it. It's yeah. Good. It's very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Ballister gets knocked out. <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> and then wait. Yeah. He gets knocked out at least one more time. Yeah. Also. I feel I feel like I might be wrong about that, but I feel like he does. And he wakes up in the evil supervillain lair that Nimona has constructed for the two of them. There's a fun like meat hook that they like swing around on. I think this is the moment when I like when Nimona really began to like when I when I finally began to get with the movie's rhythm. Like Actually, like this I is agree. like because like now I, I of course wasn't hating the movie before this, but like I think maybe it was like throw me in the deep end of being really fun and chipper when and I and it just took me a while to adjust to that. And this like really sweet instance where she's like being like, "Hey, welcome to your fucking like I made tacos." Evil, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I like that a lot. And and this is this and this scene I feel sets up like the core of their dynamic that we'll see yeah. come back. Because Ballister is quite disconcerted. He's like, girl, are you a can I say this word? The M word. Are you are you a monster? And then she's like, I <laughs> she's like, don't call me that. You, I'm Nimona. Are you gay? <laughs> Um, what if Nimona's an anagram for monster? Ever think about that, fellas? Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. Did you know that Nimona spelled backwards is, is mo monster? Did you know Nimona spelled backwards is adio? Right there. Right there. No, I agree. I think that was probably the moment where I embraced just the craziness that was about to unfold. Yeah. Because yeah, it was a lot at first, you know. Well, like, because this moment's not as crazy. Like it's still like it still has her like, you know, very out there and zany personality, but it's Ballister was embracing it too, because they were like yeah. now the target. I think and I think it's because like I think it's because this scene like the it's where we really begin to get the dynamic of them meshing together mm -hmm. and like that's that that'll be the core of this movie the whole time. So yeah, the whole conflict is basically just you're a monster. I don't like it. Please stay in your human girl form, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. please. And <laughs> they go off to solve the mystery of the framed murder. Who set up Ballister? And who made his sword shoot an awesome laser out of it? 20 minutes later, <laughs> we'll know the answer. <laughs> Not even 20. I feel like it's 15 minutes after this. I mean, you know. When did we get the video evidence of, like, the... Uh, yeah, the so... It's in the first two paragraphs of this Wikipedia summary, so, yeah. my, so my my instinct is to say not that far from now. Yeah, they go to find the squire who recorded this, and this is in public yeah. at, like, a market place. Yeah, and they get up to some antics trying to, like, kidnap him. Yeah, and actually, that, that scene was kind of funny. I yeah, I know. I like, playing with the... And is, this, was kind yeah. of is it before this, also, we get the scene of them on the subway, also? Yes. Yes, yeah, that yeah, scene. Yeah. Right. Where she begins to, like, tell him her backstory but she is actually like not really her backstory yeah. but we but later we learn that there's like fragments of yeah. her backstory there's a there. cool little sequence it's like not very long but it's like she tells her origin story through like subway ceramic tiles oh, right. and, and like bathroom graffiti and then it's like yeah I'm fucking with you, Ballister. It's not true. Hey, I'm just a I'm just a funny guy. I'm just a, yeah. I'm just a cool little dude. You can never trust the word that I say. They kidnap the squad. <laughs> <laughs> they kidnap him. In the they shove him in the trunk. They torture him. Yeah, they they torture Guantanamo him. Bay. And then it, he has a video that proves that Ballister was set up because he, you know, 
This is a scene that I did not like, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, because they watch the phone video, and it starts with the squire being like, you know, Squad! It's me! I don't even remember You don't remember this? And then he's like, Squad! Let me climb into Ballister's armor, Squad! And then he, like, gets into the armor and, like, dabs, and then Nimona's like, Awkward! She says this. Well, that just happened. Yeah. No, she does say, like, Awkward! And then... No, she didn't. Are yeah, you... she did. She absolutely does. Okay. Well, maybe I just block her. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. But luckily, it moves past it in like 10 seconds. Yeah, I don't know. 2020 children's movie. It's, it's, yeah, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> Basically, Ballister was framed by the director, who I don't know what her role even is exactly. She's like the head of the CIA. Yeah. yeah, she's the head of the CIA. She's. <laughs> Director spelled backwards is J. Wait, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that was um, that's basically it. Yeah. She manipulates all information. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like yeah, but this movie's kind of like what if the FBI overthrew like the president? But what if that the, would be wild. What Could you pre- imagine? What if the president? <laughs> what if the president was like divinely appointed and also was cool? <laughs> Could you imagine if the CIA staged something to murder one of the presidents of the United <laughs> no States? No fucking of America? way, dude. Oh, man, that anyway. never happened. That never happened before. But once Ballister happened to JFK. Yeah. yeah, Ballister learns he was framed, and then he's like, oh my god, I actually do not like institutions. Mm. And in fact, you're pretty chill, Mamona. I like you, even if you're a monster. I mean, even if you're a shape-shifting <laughs> trickster. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a little montage sequence, which I quite enjoy. They dance around. Here's some terrorism. Be gay. That's that, that honestly is this entire movie. Like, yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love it. But this is where the heart of the movie's at. Mm-hmm. Is where they're just friends and they're having fun doing terrorism, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And also, up to this point, I felt like... it Again, it truly is like the descendant of Shrek to me. In that, like, <laughs> it has some... Like, whoa, this is really pushing animation, but also the color palette is, like, concrete gray for most of the movie. In the castles and stuff, in the streets, it's a very gray movie. It's a very dull movie. But in the underground, it's very rich and colorful. Yeah, in, like, the Blade Runner fucking... Yeah. (laughs) That is probably intentional, but it wasn't visually stimulating to me up to this point. Which it's it that's kind of part of this new wave of animation, I think, is that they're very like bop bop bop, like they gotta change it up every second. But I feel like the, this movie isn't great. great. Like in voice story, the first one, like you can say the colors are as bright as you want, but everyone still looks like crap. Yeah. Sid and Spider-Man. The reason that is reason the only kid in that movie. Oh, I don't know. I think like a thing about mainstream American animated film right now is you watch it and you just kind of assume you're gonna get hit with Spider Verse pacing. What? Like that? That that, that, is. I I agree that like that like that. This movie does suffer from the Nimona. The sorry, Nimona suffers from the Spider Verse pacing thing. Yeah. Well, I feel like no one else really does 3D animation like America though. At least in the last 20 years. Well, yeah, well, 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 isn't we, that French? Isn't that movie about the fox doing crimes? French, the one, the other uh, DreamWorks one. Isn't it, I think it was also DreamWorks. Oh, the, the, bad, guys. Oh, the, bad, the guys. bad guys. Yeah, isn't that isn't that French uh, technically? Uh, Still maybe. owned by an American. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Right. Which was also pretty well animated. I need I need to watch that movie. It looks fine. I don't know. The point is, I think that the color palette is actually kind of nice. 
Yeah. And I, I thought there was a lot of intention behind everything in the movie. I think it gets easily <laughs> shit on because, you know, they kind of had to stick to a pretty child-friendly plot. But I think the themes themselves are pretty rich. Mm. And that's just me. Maybe it could have been well executed if they just went balls to the wall, bloody murder. So, Big child-friendly sure. plot. I mean, that's yeah. always what I want, really, deep down. It's like, if she's going to talk about murder, I want to see it spraying all over the place, you know? Well, yeah. But, they, she does, like, literally the next scene, the director stabs someone, like, with yeah. a sword through the chest. And later it's, like, a deep fake, but, yeah. Yeah, this movie does have, like, a, you know, a little feud between the Mona, Bowser, and the director, where they, like, are trying to get the truth out there that she's a murderer. Mm. But then she's, like, fake news. That was a deep faked shapeshifter <laughs> in the video. So, actually, I did nothing wrong. And they're villains. Yeah. Oh, wait, she makes a lot of sense right now. She's yeah. thinking. She's yeah. Thinking. I believe her. I will say a subplot we've been neglecting to mention is that this entire time Ambrosia, is it Ambrosius? Ambrosius. Ambrosius, who's yeah. Ballister's boyfriend, has been like roommate. kind of hunting them, roommate, has been kind <laughs> of like hunting them this whole time and he's like kind of really conflicted about that. Yeah. Like there's there's one there's one there's like one scene that where I was like oh look at this movie's doing this this is like this is like the one scene where I was like really impressed with where he had where he has like the breakdown in front of the director but then it just, but then I just cuts to him like it's like he's like saying like I'm like so fucking like I'm thinking a billion things right now I am like the least emotion stable person in the entire universe yeah. and then like it, then it turns out he said no yeah he had a little American Psycho moment yeah. before. <laughs> But he's chill, actually. I think I remember a scene where Ballister is getting basically assaulted by the cops. And yeah, like, yeah. Ambrosius comes in and he like actually starts listening mm-hmm. to. He sits his ass down and listens. He does. <laughs> uh, good BF should. That's probably the one part that I remember at least yeah. between their relationship. Yeah, the relationship is quite strained, as you know. One of them is an outlaw, and one of them is basically a cop and a fascist (laughs) and then we get this is an animated children's movie so we do get to the mandatory second act breakup around this point where ambrosius is like hold up Alistair, I've discovered a prophecy, and it turns out your monster friend is a monster, and she destroys property and kills people. And Alistair's like, no fucking way, she lied to me. <laughs> and then they go back to the evil lair, and Alistair and Nimona have a heated confrontation. Again, was- you lied to me, I didn't know that you were evil, a and you're a monster okay. he said you're a monster oh he dropped okay <laughs> monster with the hard r oh my god and then yeah she's pissed yeah i will say there was like a there was i forget when it happened but there was like a montage in their evil lair at some point where they're like playing board games and yeah, stuff yeah. and that, and that, that, was, and that was a very endearing moment that, that, that was a very endearing moment to me so i, I just want to point out like their, their relationship throughout this movie is very good it lays, it lays the groundwork because like they're they're a breakup here i know like you know i know this happens in a lot of children's movies but a breakup here really did like work for me it was like damn shit i know i know it's just being i know it's like being manipulated but i know you're all just being manipulated <laughs> by like j edgar hoover but a yeah. boss but it really does it really does work for me and then does Ballister? am i wrong in saying that Ballister immediately gets arrested again after yes this? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 yeah, Ballister's quite upset that his terrorist friend did terrorism. Yes. And will do terrorism in the future. Yes. It turns out she actually wants to destroy the wall that silos the kingdom mm-hmm. and expose it to the rest of the world. There aren't any monsters, yeah. Yeah, I, we can get to that later. But then, yeah, Nimona gets very sad and leaves. Yeah. And then we get the Nimona flashback. What is her true origin story? 
So we see her trying out some different forms as an animal. She's as a fish or whatever. She tries communicating with the other fish, but they're like, we're fish. We follow in schools and I'm sorry, but you're red and we're white. So we don't, we don't, we don't associate Uh with you. (laughs) Same thing. She talks to a bird, but the bird's like, you're red. So you're not a real bird. bird, Yeah. (laughs) I'm a bird. I mean, like we haven't even said it, right? But like, the, the, the trans narrative is so, so blatant. Yeah. Right? Okay. I just want I want to make sure we even cover that. Because, like, she doesn't fit in anywhere because she herself doesn't fully accept who she is because other people can accept it. Mm-hmm. But once other people accept it, she's like, I'm a cool-ass shapeshifter. I yes. Can, I can fit any mask. I can wear anything. Mm-hmm. So, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. It's also just super stylish. Yeah. I, I, like, I look at this frame because I forgot about it. She's like, fire in her eyes. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that was metal. That's sick. It's sick I don't well. know. I just think, like, every single moment they could, they implemented something flashy or stylish to, like, really up the antics of Nimona. Because, I mean, she has so much energy. She's like a crackhead kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. No, and yeah, and the, tra- the trans narrative, if not at this point, should be obvious because of, like, all of the, all of the stuff with her just wanting to be comfortable in, like, any body at all. Like, yeah. And, and, like, the idea that she doesn't have, like, a real form or that she's she doesn't exactly. need to have she's a real red. form. Yeah, and she's red. But I'm still a fish. And, but then, and, yeah. then, and then at this point in the backstory, she eventually meets another young girl. If, if Just so you know, like, if this were, like, a Pixar movie, this is the part where it's, like, very explicitly trying to make you cry. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like the it's like the, like the Jesse cowgirl when she loved me <laughs> sequence. It's like that's like the beginning of Up. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> N- you know, Nimona meets this young girl and they become friends. And you know, she can comfortably shape shift around her. She they become friends. I feel awful for saying that. I mean, yeah. But um, yeah. Eventually, her you know the young girl's parents find out, and it's like what. Your friend can transform into a bear and a bird and a snail. Hate to break it to you, kid, but she's a monster. (laughs) And then instantly her best friend just instantly turns on her, which is kind of like, all right, you know, this is just the way the plot must progress. Well, to me, even though the sequence didn't, was not like the part of this movie that really moved moved me to tears, this is not to do that. Like this, it does still work for me because like that is how a lot of this stuff works. Like that's what I was going to say. I think it actually made a lot of sense to me. It didn't feel unnatural. I mean, like if you're a kid and like, I mean, what were they like 10? Yeah. I mean, she, not even. I don't know how Nimona would be. Not even. The kid was even younger. Like, if you're a kid and you don't know anything, even if you're having fun, you listen to your parents all the yeah. time. And so when you hear something like that, you're like, oh, shit, maybe I was doing a bad thing. And so she, like, takes up arms and, like, yeah. leaves it. Yeah, yeah, but they're like, your friend's a monster. And she instantly picks up her sword and says it is. verbatim, go back henceforth from whence you came. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens very quickly, but that's, you know. Like the like the sequence is just the shorthand of like hey none of this stuff is like innate in how yeah. anyone has to basically it's, it's taught it's taught it, to it's kids. literally a name it's like well well it's, I, it's I not like her is this well no I'm not the the, no. the, the, the homophobia is what I'm saying okay <laughs> it's yeah. I'm saying that liking people and wanting to yeah. love someone is like very natural yes. and it comes to you very young and then it's only when misinformation is given to yeah. you and like put in your brain especially by someone like your parents who keeps nurturing you it's like oh yeah no shit that's just not natural so, <laughs> Yeah, you know I'm saying like it's news. Obviously, it's not news, but I'm saying that it's a pretty good narrative. Ba- yeah, basically, Nimona's gone through a second act breakup. Yeah, 
this is the second act breaking up too. <laughs> yeah, and and then but then the movie and then after this, unless the people more say. Well, we didn't mention. I mean, we did mention it like at the beginning, but the girl that she befriended oh, was yeah. Glorith, the hero of the kingdom, and ultra fascist. <laughs> and Nimona was like the Chitulu beast that she slays in the in the you know text. That is, isn't the holy tag? I, I was just gonna. Is that how you pronounce it? Isn't that Cthulhu? Let me say Cthulhu. Oh, I thought it was Chitulu. It might be. You could, you could, you could make it. You could tell me that it was that, and that I'm wrong. That sounds cooler to me. Chitulu. Chitulu. Well, there's definitely a th, so it's de- it would be Chitulu. Oh yeah. I, that's like such a different pronunciation from what I've ever heard in my life that I'm kind of believing it right now. I I might be wrong. Luke is looking it up. This is important. This is mimicking the text that we were shown at the beginning where Nimona is officially revealed to be the thousand-year-old monster that initially started this war against all monsters. Mm -hmm. Checking. Are you still looking up the Cthulhu pronunciation? No, it is not Cthulhu. Or is it Cthulhu rather What? I'm sorry, it's pronounced Kaloru. Uh, whatever. I'm right. It's pronounced Chitulu. Okay. And <laughs> Nimona has an emotional breakdown. She has a realistic panic attack all over the place. Yeah. Anxiety has <laughs> started. How pissed I am that everyone. Poppy Blizzards. <laughs> it's true. Paw Patrol did it. Nimona did it. And guess what? They're doing it for Spider-Man. Yeah, they're do- making a whole animated Spider-Man short about his realistic panic attack. I'm so mad. I that. Oh. I'm excited for that, though. It'll be nice. Don't <laughs> be nice to get some more Spider-Verse. Spider-Head, I'm totally yeah. for it. But- and then the third act starts, and Nimona transforms into, like, a... Well, actually, like, a Lovecraftian, like, yeah. monster of, like, horrors beyond comprehension. Like, uh, yeah, that, And this is when the... The art design of the film felt most striking to me because yes. it is finally night now. The Blade Runner colors are popping. We have Nimona, who is this massive, amorphous, black and white beast, like rough line art, and she's just rampaging. And you know, like this I, is... I forgot his name. Ballister yeah. comes back <laughs> and basically just resolves it by saying, "Nimona, this isn't who you are." You are awesome as you are. That is, yes, every power of friendship, every single, <laughs> you need to calm down. Moment. Yeah. We, we, it's, it's here, but it, it feels good. Well, to me, this, this, this is the, this is the moment when the movie really came together for me. Yeah. Because, like, if, because if they had done it some other, like, I could easily see a worse version of, like, the power of friendship saves the day type ending for this movie. And that's probably how it was going to go anyway, considering, like, the core thrust of the whole thing is the relationship between Ballester yeah. and Nimona. But, I don't know, like, the scene where, the scene where Nimona is, like, just, like, kill me. Like, yeah. when, when Ballister was, like, that was, that was the moment that was yeah. what brought me. And then the director was... turns on her massive, like, yeah, star, orbital yeah. laser, mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm just gonna orbital strike the, the entire, entire city. Kingdom. Yeah, I'm gonna blow up, I'm gonna nuke, nuke yeah. the entire city. And it's like, somebody has to stop the orbital laser, so Nimona flies into it, and... Dies and everyone sees it and witnesses every moment. Everybody learns that monsters can be good people too. Mm-hmm. And then the movie just you get globalization by the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the movie just sort of ends. Neoliberal capitalism <laughs> wins. <laughs> yeah, the walls open back up and we yeah. see the world beyond and there's fucking Please. nothing actually. <laughs> this is why people hate film people. Still, in a way. 
not yeah. politics out of the yeah. conversation. But, but then, movie. but then they get to then Ballister and yeah. whatever is fucking Ambrosius. Ambrosius. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Ballister goes back to the evil where the reminisce. Yeah. And relives then... the good days. And then there's a sign of life that Nimona may be alive. And yep. then the movie ends. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I expected to happen, but it was still nice. It was like, oh, hey. It's Nimona. Yeah. I probably should read the graphic novel because it was it was a huge hit at the time to where... I had never heard of the graphic novel before. I didn't even realize it was a graphic novel before until I was watching the credits. It says based on the graphic novel. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, this did not this did not read like a graphic novel at all. Yeah. It felt like they changed so many different elements to fit. A, a film there. I feel like I like it had the vibe of like this. Like I, I'm sure they hit all the same beats in the novel, yes. but they just go like way through them way faster in the movie. Like maybe like maybe maybe if I read the novel, it solves a lot of my problems with the movies really yeah, fast. Yeah, it's Nimona was like the book with the girls back in the day, and I know they're all proud lesbians today. Yeah. All the Nimona fans, so good for them. The ND Stevenson. Yeah, is it ND? I don't know. What yeah, the... ND Stevenson is the showrunner of like the She-Ra, Princess I've of seen, Power. Which I've seen the first yeah, two. Watch that. <laughs> I've seen the first two seasons. It's not bad. It's all right. I feel like maybe you'll get maybe you'll get a little more of it than I did. But I have read their comic of the Lumberjanes. Oh, which is a fun little. It did. Yeah, at least in part, I'm pretty sure. Maybe, maybe they didn't. Maybe, maybe they didn't. No, they did. Oh, they did. Okay, yeah. No, stop. Stop trying to fucking gaslight. It was. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Yeah, no. So I didn't even realize that they were involved in this movie at all, or like that they had been involved in like the source material. So that was really cool to find out. All right. So now that we've got the whole picture here, okay. the, you two really loved the movie, right? I did. Yeah. What do you love? Right. Is there anything we haven't said about just why you love it so much? I mean, if you can cut this part out, I can like have some time to think about it. Okay. I have the I have one thing I want to say because like this is like I wrote one note at the very end and it's like just verbatim what I'm gonna, I'm just gonna read it out. So also I'll just do it whenever you're ready. Uh, if, you if you have something to say. I mean, I like to usually talk about the animation itself. <laughs> I thought that I, I can't pinpoint the original movie. This is, apparently it's the Penis movie. Yeah. I don't know. But this is this is different because the Penis movie felt a lot like the lighting. Kind of, it made them look more 3D. Yeah, yeah. This mimicked the 2D animation style more. Like, if you remember from the Penis movie, like, the way the light hit Charlie Brown's bald-ass head. Yes. Like, you're like, okay, this is like a 3D object. <laughs> Photorealistic Charlie Brown. <laughs> but they're trying to make it look a little 2D. I'm like, no, this is not This is not it. But I think as time has gone on, you know, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. This, to me, is like one of those, like, the culminating... Or this is like the culmination of all that work. I'm a big fan of when... People just try new things, like, all the time. And I think this is definitely a success. I don't know how much Annapurna has done in terms of animated films. They make some pretty good stuff. But I think they're getting better because of their uh, latest project with games, Annapurna Interactive. They're constantly doing new ideas, more experiential than, you know, like an RPG sort of thing. And I don't know. I think I could not be more excited for the future. Annapurna and animation. But also just stories like this. I don't know. I think graphic novels have a, have a lot of potential in being adapted. And sometimes they do have adaptations. I can't think of any right now. But... Sad. Well, mm. one of my favorite graphic novels, oh, I think my favorite graphic novel ever, Bone, was supposed to have a TV show at Netflix and yeah. they got canned. So That's what uh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you, good luck ever getting a TV show made at Netflix. Supposedly a company that makes TV shows. 
Hopefully that gets picked up somewhere. I, but I, but I agree that like even though the even though the landscape right now is with a lot of animation and also just like media in general is really grim. We're you know we're just coming out the hope like the end of the writer strike. Hopefully the soon end of the actor strike. Uh, the landscape right now looks really grim as like streamers are like losing money left and right. But yeah. I think uh, but there is reason to have hope for the future. And I and this is this movie I think is a uh, one reason why. Yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> this is weird, but the movie Snowpiercer was a graphic novel. Oh yes. right, yes. So one of the best comic book movies ever. Old Boy <laughs> Two is a comic book that, movie. Yeah. Um, I just think that there have been a lot of successive graphic novels because they do things differently than just comic books alone, yeah. or even an actual like written novel so and for animation that's my favorite kind of transition because animation you can do even crazier shit because with live action you're limited by you know physical space but in animation you can do whatever you want that's why you can have like Nimona in the same frame like have her body shift from a rhino to a fucking whale yeah <laughs> like fly out of the building that's insane like you, how would you even do that in live action just cgi it and CGI looks terrible, so... Well, let's not say yeah. things like that, but... We could I, make, I agree. I agree. Your defense? Oh, I'm not if James Cameron a, made the live-action Nimona, Nimona it would just give him nine years to make <laughs> yeah. Give him nine years. I know James Cameron could do a really good live-action CGI whale. So yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not shitting on putting the time into the CGI. I just think like if you chuck it into a machine and ask like VFX artists to work 120 hours yeah. a week. Oh, yes, yes. And like, yeah, yeah for 13 like, years. Shit. <laughs> just making sure we aren't sit-talking CGI, apparently, and just sit-talking the fact that, like, Disney doesn't pay its CGI workers any money and like, forces them to work a billion hours a week. Technically, the first lightsabers were CGI. Yeah, technically. Um, but, like, the way we think of CGI now is, like, the entire model itself is just made up of graphics, which is not how it's always supposed to be. Like, you can CGI anything. But, but I think there's some things that animation is uniquely poised to capture, and this, and this movie is a good demonstration. That's, that's that. my emphasis. I think that graphic novels have a great translation into animation for both plot and visuals. So I want to see more stuff like this. Uh, also, more alternative films that are like engage more in like LGBT themes like this. Yeah. Like, this is kind of a blockbuster movie in terms of, like, Netflix numbers, because now you got to incorporate that, mm -hmm. because, you know, Netflix mm -hmm. dominates everything now. This game, this is, like, number one in the world trending for a time, uh, when it first, like, launched. I'm pretty sure. You can fact-check me on that. But uh, that's not really common for stuff like this. I think yeah. the only thing that's gotten even close was... Nope, that's not even true. Mitchells? Mitchells, maybe. Oh, don't even get me started. I would love to talk about Mitchells versus the Machines. I have Spider Verse. No, I'm specifically more talking about like Netflix oh, content. Netflix content, but also like engaging in LGBT themes, which is this is not common, man. It's is not Mitch, common. Is, is the Mitchells engaged in LGBT themes? Yes. Okay, I've not seen that movie, so uh, but like it's they drop a little breadcrumb. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say <laughs> that, it's like that's bad. Amon is different. <laughs> um, I was gonna say like the closest thing might have been calling by your name, but that's only because of the Oscars. Like this is on like word of mouth alone. Everyone just like went crazy for this movie, which is awesome. I want to see more stuff like this. Blockbusters that feature this sort of thing. So that was what I loved about it. I think the animation is stellar. I think the plot actually, while shaky, I think was mostly due to the development getting shut down halfway through. And I'm more just excited to see like mainstream media cover this. Like Netflix picking this up and making it go global in its first week of release. So that's, that's sort of stuff why I even wanted to talk about it. Because yeah. it feels like an outlier taste this is not this is not something that happens every day we can shit on how 
directors, J. Edgar Hoover, all we want, but, you know, there's a lot to be said about why this movie actually deserves some acclaim. Luke, did, uh, you had, like, a really big reason why you wanted yeah. to talk about this, uh, right? Yeah, like, the, like, I, I wrote something, like, the, I, on my plane to Europe, <laughs> I, like, my last note I wrote before I probably talked out on the flight, um, <laughs> at the time before this movie, I was watching, rewatching Doctor Who, um, and one of my favorite monologues on that show is when Peter Capaldi's doctor uh, is arguing that the worth of a society should be judged by how it treats its lowest, most downtrodden uh, members. And I think there's an, like an aspect of that. I think you can tell a lot about a culture from how it treats its children, its youngest, most vulnerable members. Uh, and this movie think of all the made me just think of all the ways that American culture has failed its children, especially its queer children. Like the last act of this movie is heartbreaking to me. It like recalls. Godzilla, but instead of like the cardinal sin that creates the monster being like nuclear we nuclear weapons, it's like the fact that uh, this child, like this society, convinced a child that it was better off dead, that yeah. that, it, that it was unwelcome and yeah. hated and not of any use or not valued at all. And uh, you know, I I have no Ill illusions about this movie, like you know, creating a paradigm shift in America. But I hope that it can make a difference for somebody who watches it and uh somebody who was failed by this fucked up world yeah 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 that was really great luke that was really profound um thanks thanks Harrison. and i hate to be that guy i gotta be the dissenting opinion i think that a lot of the like the content of tackling bigotry in this movie as it is with a lot of other recent animated movies that tackle a similar subject i thought it was really half-baked yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I it's, think, like, simple, but it's, like, also a children's movie. Yeah, it is, yeah. But it's in the line of, like, Zootopia. Oh, okay. Yes, no, it is. Like, this is, like, Hydrogen Bomb versus Cop. No, baby. no, like, it, is, it is. I think this movie is <laughs> like, on par with, like, Zootopia no. and Elemental earlier this okay, year. Okay, well, I won't speak to Elemental. I've not seen it. And never will. Yeah. No, no, fuck off. That seems, like... No, this but is a wrong opinion. You think it's a wrong opinion? I mean, I, it, I no, mean, I, like, it's there are some similarities to be drawn. Like Zootopia has like the fictional society. Well, no, I think delineated by a class. Zootopia hierarchy. introduces us, and this is the thing through all three of these movies. I'm drawing a through line. Okay, is that they introduce us to a character who actually is not downtrodden, and they're like super racist. Mm-hmm. And then they, and then like in Zootopia, Judy Hopps is like, I'm going to be a cop and I'm going to help systematically discriminate the predators because I don't like them. Same thing with this movie. No, but that's the thing. No, that's like, no that's... Ballad, yeah, it's, it's, that's wrong. But basically what the movie does is that it puts the perspective, it makes the perspective character like a Nazi. Talk about Ballister? Yes. He wants to murder every monster. That's kind of like... Mm -hmm. and then that's he, genocidal. He meets someone who shares in anarchist no. values and is like, hell yeah, I'll no. join you. I think these movies, like, they're like Green Book, man. <laughs> I, I was waiting for someone yeah. to say it. Okay. I knew someone would say it. You can, I no agree. No movie is like Green Book, but Green Book. Like, <laughs> no. These, these movies are like Green Book. The perspective character is like the racist fascist one and then they then meet they, crime, no though. they meet the model minority that oh, go, 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 go. okay this is where this is where i think this is where i think your comparison falls apart is that the movie really does try to emphasize how much that nimona is not a model minority yeah she's not like she is not and like to the point that she's to the point that she annoys me like i'm like i'm gay and i'm like <laughs> like damn it. fucking you bust this fucking queer is getting out my journey <laughs> 
like I like the the comparisons to Zootopia are there, and I'm like again, I tried to emphasize that I, this movie is not. I would consider in, in today's landscape, I would not consider it like a radical movie in terms of its th- in terms of its themes. Like no. its its base theme is like choose is like choose like love. You should choose like to love children. You should choose to like. Is that where you're getting the Green Book thing from, where it's like a simple sort of like liberal expression of? Like love conquers. Like you could yes, and there's more than that. No, but in, uh, like you, you there is more than that. You can tell that they're like the writers do believe that there's more than that, but they can't actually put that in the movie. Yeah. Well, like, and this is reason. Like, no, but the problem, but like if you don't know that, if you're not like if you're not like read in on that stuff, and you're just if you're just either a like dumb conservative or just like, like a, or like a lib who's just watching. <laughs> So like, like oh, you can just read. It, like, you can definitely come away with this movie just like a love conquers all message, and and I think it does that well. I think you can have a good love conquers all message. Well, and this is another okay, not Green Book, but the other. I was gonna say, my my target below the belt in my 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 target films here. Um, I th- I think the fantasy metaphor also tends to undermine mm-hmm. the actual rea- tangible reality of the subject matter. In that they always make it so that the downtrodden minority group has to have an in-universe reason to be hated. Like, the the predators in Zootopia are inherently violent. Or in Elemental, it's like the fire people can spontaneously combust and suicide bomb anyone at any moment. First of all, didn't know that. That's crazy. That's my class. Okay, I'll watch it Elemental tonight. Second... I feel like when you put something in a fantasy setting like that, which is why a lot of, you know, animated movies are, you know, fantastical or whatever, it's a lot more digestible. And I think when Mm -hmm. you put it in, like, an IRL context, it actually makes it less fun to watch. But it becomes annoying. But I will say, like, the movie also gives a reason, says that the reason that that this homophobic society is founded on, that, like, it's bad. Like, it's a a lie. Like, the monster wasn't actually there. But Nimona, like, there's supposed to be, like, an in-universe logic for why people are scared of her because she can turn into a fire-breathing dragon and destroy everyone. And it's... And it's just, I but think, I think, I think it undermines the reality of actual big, bigotry in that there is no logical basis for it. This goes back to why you well, like the ending scene so much. Well, like, like her call for for ending her own life is like pretty intense. Like, and that's the thing is that this, like, she, like, yes, she's like a monster that's like destroying all the buildings and stuff. And but I think the movie makes very clear that like this, this is a like this is she's that way because the world made her that way. Like she didn't choose to be this. She didn't choose to be this like monster that wants to just destroy all the buildings and stuff. Like, asking for like, like, like I think this this movie, like this, <laughs> like this, like if you <laughs> want, society. yes. Well, like, oh. I, I, well, I kind of also agree with that. Like, I, I, I do wish that, like, you know, like the communist in my heart wishes oh, that we had a more like radical ending. But like oh. the movie's like th- like argument to me is that like any like any society that treats its children this way is doomed from like the start and like it is like it's just it is like the doing that is like basically like you're destroying yourself because your children are your future yeah you're just killing your future i just think like i i know going in i'm not going to look at this film as like it's going to satisfy my radical nature of this is how the see i'm not saying i want it to be that way i'm just saying that i think that these movies they have, you know, they're taking these really complex things and mm-hmm. trying to... To dumb it down. Yeah, and, and they're, trying, they're trying to reduce it for children. Mm-hmm. But then people who aren't children watch them, too. 
And then, yeah, I I just it doesn't sit right with me that Nimona's like one of the best movies of the year for a lot of people when it I has agree. such a reductive I think I, on homophobia. Okay. Oh, I agree. It's like I do. I don't know anyone saying it's the best movie. Oh, I know people who like it's it's like up there, up there though. I mean, it's number seven on my list. It's not, I mean, it's not, and it probably will get pushed off by the end of the year. I will say good for them if they feel that way. I think, like, that still speaks to There are worse movies to pick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I, uh, what what, what else am I, like, trying to say? I'm not going to, like, make this movie, when you you touch something like this, you're going to get, like, so much criticism because, like, it has to be done right. And I wish I could find an example where something like that is done best. If you have one, I'm willing to hear it. But this is the closest thing we've gotten, I feel like. Okay, well, we've definitely gotten better, just not anything at this level. Sorry, I meant, like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, worldwide release, something at this level. This is something that is changing, and this shows change. I'm not saying, like... This shows like change. I'm saying <laughs> this is this is sort of it's holding his fist in the air. Solidarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm more saying that it's showing a, a shift in how like you know like this type of media is actually being shown. Uh, this not like imagine this shit coming on ten years ago. Like yeah. it would actually be kind of crazy. Like let's be honest, you wouldn't. Oh, see it did come out ten years ago, and it was called Zootopia. Oh, no. <laughs> Zootopia is because this the difference between these two movies is Zootopia yeah. is bad in this movie. Is bad. Okay. <laughs> well, I win. <laughs> I'm, I'm my, argument, my argument is bulletproof, ironclad. All I'm saying is I like to see this sort of stuff get like, you know, a really, really wide. I would place. rather have 10 more Nimonas than any more Elementals. Like, because yeah, Elemental actually, is just, because yeah. Elemental is just like, I think you're there, like there is definitely a comparison to be made between like Nimona and Zootopia, but like we basically got Zootopia two with Elemental, and then also Nimona comes out and it's like yeah, they came out like a week apart. Yeah, like here's yeah. the way to do if you're gonna have a Zootopia type like fantasy world that has like allegories for like oppressed groups, like I, here's the way here's the way I would do it, yeah. like as like a children's like. And to be honest, I don't know if I'm aiming this at Nimona specifically, but just sort it's, of it's the gripes I have with the American animation and like I agree are there. sort of uh, you know it's a lot of weight to show. I, I think things are changing. I think we're trying to like com- compensate attack. for the early sins of the medium. Right, like people who and, attach too much weight to this movie, saying it's like the best movie ever, or saying that like it killed homophobia i think or of course being hope everyone but i don't know but like again i'm sure i i i have not seen anybody say i that. i want to say something specifically about the american animation industry yeah. i think it's a lot of heat rightfully so because it got monopolized yeah. primarily through walt disney and like not a lot of other companies could do it because it's expensive like mm-hmm. let's be honest yes. like, animation is really expensive that is why we animation. don't do 2d anymore exactly and that's why i think the last 2d was Lilo and stitch it was winnie the pooh 2011 oh, <laughs> <laughs> banger's movie winnie the pooh <laughs> but I think in the last two decades, I would say, um, there's been competition, and that's why, like, Disney's been pumping out a shit ton of, like, 3D animated stuff to, like, keep that hold on things, but there have been, been a couple companies that I think have done 2D stuff. Uh, weirdly, I think Netflix has actually done some a, a good job at trying to compete. They did Arcane, which I know was, like, French as well, but uh, there was still American involvement. My point is... I know that in the last two months, uh, animators from Disney and other studios have actually voted to join, I think, SAG-AFTRA, in terms of, like, joining a union. Animators? I know that, like, Marvel VFX or they, they voted to form a union. I okay. Maybe not join a union, but maybe it was to form a union. 
Probably, I would, I, I would suspect that. Damn, that's not common. The last time that happened, Walt Disney made Disney World. So, yeah. yeah, that that's actually what happened. He he like when they voted to unionize, he went to Disney World and did his own thing. And so this is the first time in a hundred years we're seeing something like this. So yeah. things are changing, and this to me is an example of that. Um, so that's just my take. Like I can, I have like legitimate events and a timeline of how like I think things in animation are changing, especially for America. I still think you can never compete with like East Asia, including China, because uh, China's actually gotten in on the anime game. Yeah. But it's my take. I'll just say that I think American animation's changing. It's going in a good direction. I think if it unionizes, it will change even more and for the better. Correct. Because America uh, animation is actually pretty democratic. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah, let's go. That's all I gotta say. Good movie. Good, oh, good movie. Yeah, it's 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 all right. <laughs> you can be the dissenting opinion. Yeah, stand strong. I'm also holding my fist in the air <laughs> for strength and solidarity, everyone. All right. Yeah, is that everything we have to say about Nimona? Any any residual thoughts? I think I think we covered a lot of ground, and I'm glad we got into like is this movie like truly radical stuff yeah. so that like that yeah because i was i think you know that's the most pressing question is nimona like radical is, is nimona going to bring about communism? and i realize how stupid i sound when i when i when i like talk about children's movies this way i know i don't it's kind care of, it's kind of like a lose-lose battle because if you like because if you like say it's gonna bring about the, if if you like really attribute too much value to it, you'll get you can get called out on that. But then Isn't if you the criticize yeah. it for not being that, then you also get it's like it's a race to the bottom. I I I, I think it's a movie with a lot of it's a, with a lot a lot of heart made with the people who are really trying, and I think that's something we can all appreciate. Yeah, Nimona. I gave my ten minute spiel. I'm definitely done. So all thank right. you for giving me that platform. Yes. So all right. Well, I th- yeah, I think that's it for the Nimona podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll have way more coming soon this quarter. I I don't know. We'll see if anybody wants to talk to me. If you the want creator, to talk to I me, like to if this. you want to talk to me, I'm pointing to the microphone. If you want to talk to me, show up to Film Club at UW and uh, find me. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.